Fort Wayne, Indiana. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports. Powered by Automotive Color and Supply. As the announcer voice said. For a beautiful Saturday morning, August 5th, 2023. The sun is shining. It's beautiful outside. For now. We are in Indiana, and uh, I guess some crummy weather is uh, perhaps on the horizon for tomorrow. Who knows? But it, it isn't tomorrow yet. So uh, let's uh, let's enjoy today. Welcome into Talking Sports, and I am here with producer extraordinaire, Mr. Brandon Pogorski. Brandon, good morning, client. sir. Good morning. Thank you. And uh, no truth to the rumor that we are going to join the Big Ten Conference. I think we're going to stay right here. Well, I remember I told you there was something I had to mention to you at the break. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, well, there, yeah, it's conjecture at this point. But uh, everybody else is joining. Why not us? I mean, if they're going to give us some of that Big Ten network money. Oh, my goodness. Up. Yeah. Remember when the Big Ten expanded to, well, when they uh, they let in Penn State, I believe. The Big 11 at that point. And, they, and everybody was beside themselves with, what are we going to call it? Mm-hmm. It's not the Big Ten anymore. Mm-hmm. We'll be lying every time we say the the name Big Ten. So I don't know. They had the little eleven logo there in Kennedy. Yeah, 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 they did that yeah. with the around the you know, and then so and then it went to you know further and further and uh, oh my goodness. Anyway, and then you know then we get Rutgers out in New Jersey. So so anyway, um, yeah, it's it, I I can see. Some super conferences uh, coming out of this, uh, it's, the, the it's Big Ten, the, the SEC, and then yeah, and then what's left of the Pac-10, 12, yeah. Yep. So yeah, who knows? I. Yep. Uh, but welcome into talking sports. Uh, if you'd like to be part of the show, with a comment, suggestion, question, opinion, four six eight six two is the number to call, and text us your. Question, opinion, suggestion, etc. Rant. Uh, and we'll read it over and see if we can get it on the air for you. Uh, got a great show lined up for you today. Of course, as uh, usual, we will be talking with Mr. Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne. I, oh, I knew I'd do this. Mike Nutter, president of the Hoosier State Tenderloins. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, in our weekly Tenderloin chat. And, uh, and yeah, I'll just keep moving. Uh <laughs> really and, want to get out there and get one of those tenderloins, though, because I've seen the pictures on social media, and they look fantastic. Oh. And, you know, they're bigger than the bun, which they need to be. So yes. they nailed it. They got it right. We were there Thursday evening. Uh, I, I love that one promotion they have. <laughs> they're thirsty Thursday or something like that. Anyway, uh, we were out there, and, of course, the first thing we had to do was go in the Orchard Team Store for Diane to buy a tenderloin shirt. And then she wore it to work. Friday and got all kinds of commentary and people, Oh, let me see your shirt. Let me see. Oh, that's so cool. And, uh, but we didn't, uh, we didn't get any tenderloin sandwiches and I love tenderloin sandwiches. Oh yeah. Diane's not from Indiana. So she's not a fan that I am. So 
yeah, at least she got some gear. And that's the fun part about being in minor league baseball, right? Yeah. You get to do things like that. I think, you know, some of my favorite team names, you got a team down in Alabama, the uh, Trash Pandas. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Um, there was a team in Long Island a few years ago, Pizza Rats, which I thought was fantastic. Oh, I, yeah, I was always, uh, well, you know, just not exactly. Well, like the Altoona Curve, mm-hmm. just uh, kind of different things. Um, the El Paso Diablos, yeah. which is what I call our Chihuahua sometimes. Well, I think uh, they were the Chihuahuas. They, oh, they used got, to be yeah. the Chihuahuas, and then, yeah, then uh, became Diablos. And, oh, yeah, there's so many different uh, different names and nicknames and, and plays on words. And so uh, it's just, well, you know, and the Savannah Bananas are, oh, I just got a text from my wife. Okay, anyway, sorry, honey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> with the emoji with the arms up you know like that anyway but uh yeah well anyway let's uh let's uh continue on great show did i mention great show great show lined up mike nutter uh, of the tenderloins will be along with us and then we're going to be talking with one mr taylor pepple uh professional umpire uh, about his umpiring career and he is one if you had ever thought of perhaps going into umpiring. And, and right now, in this day and age, people are going, oh, no, I don't want anything to do with that. Uh-uh. Well, it can be very lucrative. It can be very fulfilling. And you don't have to pay to get in and get the best seat in the house if you if you got the plate. No, absolutely. And you know. I, I'm going to be interested because we talked a little bit before the show. You know, people can text in and give us their, their viewpoint on it. But do you think it's harder to umpire Youth sports right now in this environment that we're in with with parents and kids and some of the issues that are going along with that or pro sports, you know, because you expect a a pro umpire or or players to kind of give you a little bit of pushback on Mm -hmm. things. And I'm probably being kind with the word pushback, right? (laughs) That's what they call it. It's part of the game, right? But I mean, you know, now you're, you're referencing summer league AAU and parents might come out to the quarter of the field and fight you because little Johnny struck out looking. Gee, we've seen that. Uh, in in the sport of basketball, well, yeah, well, with youth sports, you have people yelling at you that know less than you do about the rules of the game. Now, when you're in professional sports, you're getting uh, pushback. I like I do that that kind of rules from the dugout, yep. where perhaps the manager, coaching staff, players maybe almost on the same level with you as far as rules of the game. Although, uh, and, and let me qualify that, though, by saying umpires, officials, whether it's basketball, football, whatever sport, have to be superbly trained. Yep. Knowing rules, forwards, backwards, sideways, uh, they're tested and evaluated at all times. Even, I mean, you know, you go to a high school basketball game and you see officials and you go, oh, you know, oh, they're horrible. No, they're not. No, no, they're not. They know a heck of a lot more about the rules than, than you'll know. And it's just one of those things that's like, hey, uh-uh. but here we are. Well, hey, we can, uh, you know, go ahead and, uh, well, we got it. We got a bevy of questions to ask Mr. Pepple. When he comes on with us, and once again, yeah, you can uh, uh, chime in on the text line at 46862, 46862, put TS in the front of your message. Uh, 
In the book, Fort Wayne Sports History by Blake Sebring, the August 5th entry is an interesting one. In 1991, Leanne Burning becomes the first and still so far only person to win city tennis tournament titles in three different decades. It says, during her amazing career, Burning won a record nine women's city titles through the late 70s, 80s, and early 90s. What's really amazing is that her career was almost permanently disabled. Burning was 18 when she was involved in a car accident that crushed her right leg. At the time, she had the potential to turn pro, but the injury knocked those dreams down. As a player, Burning won nine women's city singles tournament titles and played in 12 finals, both our city records. Uh, she was a Concordia High School graduate and uh, also went to Valparaiso University. And uh, for her accomplishments, she was inducted into the Fort Wayne Tennis Hall of Fame in 1989 and the Indiana Tennis Hall of Fame in 1993. Uh, she then went into coaching and uh, her high school teams at Northside, Southside, and Bishop Dwanger won more than 200 matches. She became the first woman to coach a boys team in Fort Wayne. She is uh, one of the has been one of the head professionals at Wildwood Racquet Club and uh, has been honored uh, nationally for her coaching. And that is your entry in the book Fort Wayne Sports History for August 5th. So, oh, with that said, uh, baseball, Major League Baseball. Should I give your Cubs score or not? They played the Braves last night. The Can Braves the are score of the pretty- Red Series. And just no, gloss over what happened just, last, just last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the Atlanta Braves uh, uh, set out to prove that they were pretty good, and they, they did just that. That lineup and, is so tough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, and they're, and they're healthy. Oh, yeah. So that's uh, that's interesting, too. I was about ready to see if, you know, when Maddox Glavin or Smoltz was, uh, was going to come out and throw some. But anyway, yeah, the Cubs beaten, uh, shut out by the – Atlanta Braves last night in uh, some of the other games. Well, Zach McKinstry, 0 for 4 last night as his Tigers lost to the Tampa Bay Rays, 8 to nothing. McKinstry is hitting 232 uh, with seven home runs, 12 stolen bases, 24 RBI. Uh, his still he's locked in on those seven defensive positions uh, this season, include and that does not include uh, being a DH. So. Uh, also, Kevin Kiermaier entered last night's Toronto Blue Jays 7-4 win over the Boston Red Sox as a defensive replacement out in the center field uh, without an official at bat. He's hitting 268 this season, five triples, five homers, 24 RBI, 11 stolen bases, and four, count them, four outfield assists. So uh, those are the Major League Baseball players from around the area. Uh, and we're keeping up with their exploits this season. I know I had a, a couple different people that were up at Comerica last night watching uh, the Tampa Bay Rays dismantle the Tigers, and uh, basically I, I've i been following, well, Diane's a Rays fan, so consequently she watches a lot of Rays baseball games, and, uh, and since there's a baseball game on, and there's, I'll watch it too. Uh, I, I kind of like watching this Rays team because my A's team has won 30 games already this year, and it's only August. Well, that, that's something. It, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I got to, got to, and, and when you look at that American League East, everybody's above 500. Yep. It's just incredible. And then the, the Rays playing such good baseball still, but they're, you know, they're in second place behind the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, I said that with a question mark. The Baltimore Orioles? Because for so long, Baltimore wasn't really competing, Matt Gaskell. And, uh, you know, it's, I just, uh, it's great to see how they took, you know, high draft picks, put them through their farm system, had the right people in place in the farm system, and are developing solid major league ball players at this point in time. But Tampa's been doing the same thing as well. Yeah. So, uh, but it, it should be interesting. Watch a little bit of the Texas Rangers Miami game last night. Texas just. <laughs> Guys that you'd never heard of before or outside the state of Texas, let's say, uh, just getting the job done. And, of course, some Oakland A's cast offs, Marcus Simeon. But not that kind of the fun part of baseball, though. You can get the right mix of players and, you know, go on a run. I mean, even the Reds are doing that a little bit this oh, year sure. with some of their young guys. And um, it's just a fun part of the game. You just never know. It is because you can have a team can beat a, a a squad full of stars and name players where you would think, oh, you know, just, just by name only, oh, there's no chance. You know, who do, I don't know anybody on this team. And there you go. Mm-hmm. That's just uh, how they do, do things. Uh, you know, the, uh, in, in the way things are handled, of course, the old school baseball, the, uh, you know, single bunt them over and, uh, you know, hit the other way and, uh, and hit them in uh, isn't as much uh, as, as prevalent as it had been in the past. But uh, anyway, uh, it's all I love the game of baseball. And uh, we got two more months until playoffs start. And so can't wait. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply Text Line 46862. Put TS in the front of your message, if you will. And before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. You have a water softener? You have one in your home, you don't know much about it? Give Culligan a call today, 484-8668. That's 484-8668. And ask them about the well, little tune-up that you can get, the inspection. It's $29.95. A representative will come out, a very well-trained representative will come out and do some tests on your water. They'll take a look at your water softener just to make sure all the connections are right. If everything's great, guess what? They'll tell you. They'll say, hey, your water softener is doing its job. If it's not, they'll tell you as well. $29.95 that the water that's running through your home and through your waterborne appliances, and once again, it's the dishwasher, it's the washing machine, it's the water heater. Those need to be as good a quality water as you can get going through there because that will prolong the life of your appliances. Twenty nine ninety five, a small price for peace of mind. Give Culligan a call today, 484-8668. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be back with more. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Colin Cowherd at noon on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. I think of all the quarterbacks in the NFL, 
that have the most pressure than Justin Fields. He's 5-20 and 20 in 25 starts. And for years and years, when I criticized Baker Mayfield, I believe many of you in the audience, though not all, I did have a lot of supporters, but many of you in the audience confused ego for confidence. Colin Cowherd at noon. Download the 1380 app. Listen from your smart speaker or log on to 1380thefan.com. We all need a certain level of socialization to remain mentally sharp and healthy, especially when living with a life-altering diagnosis. This is Tina McIntosh, president of Joy's House and co-host of the Caregiver Crossing radio program. Coming up are suggestions that can help improve that loneliness your loved one may have. At Cardon Senior Living Communities, you'll find our teams share a commitment to enhancing the lifestyle and well-being of the people we serve every day at every stage of life. Create a routine that both you and your loved one can look forward to. Plan social activities and outings. They promote connection and reduce those feelings of isolation. Recruit your friends and family to participate. And if possible, use adult day centers to engage your loved one and give you that much-needed break. More tips like this are available anytime at caregivercrossingradio.org. With new weekly content created by Joyce House and distributed in partnership with Network Indiana, we're an on-air and online support group for Hoosier family caregivers. Hear conversations with experts, access the library of online education and more at caregivercrossingradio.org. It pays to be a smart shopper, and that's especially true with a new metal roof system. The only major difference with a metal roof is thickness. Now, you might say metal is metal, but there are three major considerations with metal roofs. The paint, the installation, and the roofing company standing behind your new metal roof. Honest Abe Roofing became the best by doing the best. So before you buy, invite Honest Abe out for a free inspection and to explain the advantages of having an Honest Abe permanent metal roofing system installed on your home. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, chicken. Oh, okay. Uh, when the wolf? Oh, a wolf. Uh, uh, ooh! What about the tiny dog? Cat. Ow! Ooh, ooh, ooh. Dolphin? What does the turkey say? You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For decades, our community has relied on AM radio to inform, entertain, and empower. From the gospel music you grew up with to the black voices and perspectives you depend on for your news, our station is proud to connect and serve our strong community. And when dangerous situations arise, AM radio plays a unique role in keeping our listeners safe. We can't afford to have our voice silenced. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Hear the latest from Brett Rump and the Sports Rush. Just download the podcast every day at 1380thefan.com or wherever you get podcasts. Fort Wayne Sports Station. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply, along with producer co-host Brandon Pogorski. I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts. 
until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you have a question, comment, opinion, suggestion, et cetera, et cetera, do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862, 46862. Put TS in front of your message, if you will, please, uh, especially if you have a, let's say, a baseball-related question uh, or one about the tenderloins, the Hoosier State tenderloins or the Fort Wayne tin caps. Uh, hey, let's uh, let's go to the Talking Sports phone line powered by Fireplace City County Federal Credit Union because on that Talking Sports phone line is Hoosier State Tenderloins President GM, Mr. Mike Nutter. Mike, good morning, sir. Good morning. It's got a nice ring to it, but it doesn't ro- roll off the tongue quite the same. Not, not yet, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure in time it will. And... Uh, and as, yeah, it was great seeing you, uh, Randy Lewandowski, Thursday evening on the concourse. And uh, what a game played by the Tenderloins uh, on Thursday evening. But great crowd, I think 7,200-plus for a Thursday Thursday. And it, it just, uh, you know, the, the whole vibe around that, the merchandise and everything. And I was telling Brandon, uh, th- the first thing we did when Diane and I walked in was she made a beeline for the Orchard Team Store and grabbed a Tenderloins T-shirt and <laughs> wore it to work yesterday. So very proud. But uh, uh, tell us a little bit about how this evolved. And I know it, it was one of those cases where, uh, you know, throughout the state they were trying to get the Tenderloin sandwich as our state sandwich or something. But when it gets into the sports realm, uh, some different things have to happen. Tell us about that, Mike. Yeah, no question. You know, we've got great politicians in this state on both sides of the aisle. And we found it interesting, funny, goofy that the, down at the state house last year, they were having debate about whether that should be the official state sandwich or not. And so we wanted to get involved and. And uh, it was fun. It was embraced by everybody. Actually, people have really, really responded well to it. And we went to Major League Baseball right away and said, you know, we want to do this. And and with all licensing and all kinds of uh, trademarks and things like that, we were allowed to do it. But we had to brand Hoosier State, you know, with the word tenderloin on everything. And so the whole thing was to be kind of silly, goofy, slapstick, kind of embrace and poke fun at the same time and so we've as you saw the other night the people that have been there and but hopefully we see some more people tonight and tomorrow it's the center field concourse it looks like a state or a county fair with some of the games <laughs> and stuff going on we're doing the tenderloins at the main four concession stands honestly our fans are so great but we didn't know how many of those sandwiches we would sell so we ordered something like 1500 you know, tenderloins thinking, you know, would that get us through the weekend? Well, the first night we sold 650. We came in yesterday morning and ordered 1,200 more as panicked as could be. We sold the other 750 or so last night. And, and so as long as that truck shows up today, we'll have another 1,500 or so for the next two days, which is probably too many, but we didn't want to, you know, go without. And so the players have loved it. The people have loved it. You know, I got a text from a guy the other night that said, we've got a poll. We can't figure out if this is the silliest and goofiest hat and uniforms you guys have ever worn or it was the tackiest. And the guy said, we're tied in our office. Can you vote one way or the other? <laughs> and I said, and I, said I vote yes. 
And he said, well, you didn't break the tie. And I said, it's all of those things. And so we're just trying to be fun and silly with it. You know, it was so cool the first night when you were there and Randy was up from Indy, um, you know, when we scored 10 as the tenderloins and people were having fun with that. And, uh, you know, last night it didn't go our way, but the boys battled back and young David Pauly hit yet another homer. Mm -hmm. I think that's 11 or 12 in 30 games. I mean, that's, that's insane. And so people are, you know, ask me every night, how long can we hold on to Martorella and Paulie and Marcy? And my answer is always the same. I don't know. The Padres dictate those things. But as you and I talked this morning, we're tied for first for the playoff for this half, uh, tied with the Dayton Dragons, who we played six, 12 times coming up yet this year. The West Michigan Whitecaps are only a game back. Our fan support has been absolutely amazing. Our staff goals internally this year, we don't do it quite as much with a number because with weather, you just don't know. You know, there's a chance the weather's not great tonight. We'll just have to wait several hours and find out. Mm -hmm. But it's like, can we get back to pre-pandemic numbers? And, and so far, we've done that. And so there's a lot of pride and a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, I think one of the things, you know, getting back to that tenderloins uh, situa situation, anyway, uh, with the tenderloins vibe, you know, it's – is it is it a little uh, you know uh, goofy, funny? Yeah, is it memorable? Oh yeah, yeah. People aren't going to soon forget about the homestand in which the team was the Tenderloins, and and it, you know even I heard so many comments as walking along the concourse even Thursday night about people loving the uniforms that the team was wearing. Yeah, I mean that's it, and so. Uh, you know, the players, I think they get to keep these hats, uh, you know, from wearing the thing. But we've had a lot of questions. Are you auctioning off the jerseys? Are you giving them away? And actually, this set we're going to keep because we think that people, it's resonated so well with people that we'll do this again next year as a weekend or split it up or do something like that. And so it has been great. I mean, I was walking last night and I looked over at a guy and I did like a double or a triple take. And then he laughed and he said, yeah, you saw me wearing a loons jersey last night, didn't you? <laughs> and I said, we beat you guys 10 nothing, and you give up on your team? And he was <laughs> laughing and I was laughing. He said, no, I'm a loons season ticket holder. We've heard all about Fort Wayne and Mizzou and Parkview Field. And we came down. He said, this is the greatest uniform I've ever seen, <laughs> you oh, know? Fantastic. And somebody else walking on a concourse might say, man, that's, that's too tacky or too this or that or whatever. But it's all probably true, but it's all like we've talked about many times over the years with you. It's like we want to be the, the pop culture stuff. Like you said, the stuff that people are going to remember. We can't believe how many of these jerseys are walking around. We're probably going to run out. We never like doing that. But it's like people have just embraced it and taken a lot of fun with it and, and realized, like, oh, there is some great stuff with this Hoosier hospitality. And for the people that don't notice, you know, on that uniform, Every county on the state of Indiana is listed. Really? And yeah. And people are like, wait, what? And so, you know, we were showing it to some people last night with the color scheme. But when you get up close, and so we had never done anything like that before. So every state, uh, every county in this great state is on their name spelled out. And so when that word has gotten out, we've had people from 
oh, man, Lafayette, and all the way down to Evansville and going online. And it's like, I need to get one of these to represent down here. So it's, it's just one of those Tony Displains little quirky things that, you know, truthfully, a lot of people wouldn't even know. But, like, the level of detail and pride that him and Limmer and the whole marketing crew, Morgan Olson and everybody feels, it's really pretty neat. Oh, it, well, yeah, and just like the, the jersey some seasons ago with all the hashtags on there and in the yeah. Twitter handles. I think one of the reasons nobody can do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, we got to do that. My name was on there and all those kinds of things. You know, any fan that set in their hashtags and all their Twitter handles back then were all included yeah. in a jersey. And people were like, what? And it was, I forget how many thousands. And, you know, we had people around the country posting and zooming in, you know, they put through a show a picture of the jersey, then they'd <laughs> zoom in with their thing on it, and it was like, you know, I think we were told after that there can be a maximum of X number of characters or something on a jersey, but it's, it's just been a lot of fun. And try and say to the fans, cliche as this is, it's about you guys. Like, and the support has been incredible. We don't have anything to announce yet, but we, we have a draft of next year's schedule that we like, and if it holds true, we'll have July 4th for yet another year, which is absolutely unbelievable. But we're already looking at how do you get back to even more fireworks mm -hmm. and theme nights and stuff, because Tuesday night with Princess Night, 7,100 people on a Tuesday night. I'm telling you, Jim, 3,000 of them were the, under the age of 12 with a tiara and a princess dress uh -huh. on, and it's that stuff we talk about marvel night that stuff the tenderloins how do we get people out there one time or for the first time mm -hmm. and if they like it maybe they'll come back and see us we're talking this morning with mike nutter president of the hoosier state tenderloins and the fort wayne tin caps and our weekly well baseball feature i won't say tenderloin feature but uh make me sound like uh i work for a meat company but uh <laughs> <laughs> but anyway oh and by the way I got a text this morning from Mr. Tom LaBarbera, who right on. told me to tell you hello, Tom, uh, on the third base side, uh, little uh, beer kiosk. And uh, he's recovering well. Uh, sounds like he's going to be uh, able to drive now. So uh, he'd, he'd run into some health issues, but uh, he's he's tuned in. He's listening and, uh, and uh, sends his uh, warm regards. That's awesome. We love him. We've got so many fans and staff members asking about him and talking about him. And, uh, you know, it's one of the things. So much of the focus, understandably, is on the on-field product with what we do and, and wins and losses and the promotions and stuff. But we consider it a blessing. We're able to hire between four, five, six hundred people over the course of the year. Somebody like Tom has been with us for so many years. One of the great ballpark characters, and mm -hmm. we miss him. And we're so excited that he's come through the surgery well, and we should see him back next year. And our friends at Portillo's will see him back as a greeter and and, and those kinds of things. It's really cool. And it just shows you in this part of the country especially where people just care. I mean, I get a text a week. I get a fan stopping me one time a night. What do you got on Tom? What are you hearing? You know, Tom's like you and me, Jim. I mean, we're old school we love that people care about us. We're not all that concerned about HIPAA and things like that. It's like, you know, he texted me one morning when he had a tough night. He just said, hey, tell the boys, keep praying. Things are good, but we're not through it yet. And so it's neat that people can share that kind of thing and relationships around the ballpark 
whether they're employees or fans or or whatever the case may be, media like yourself. I mean, where it's like, you know, lifetime relationships have been made through the power of baseball, and that's a really cool thing. Oh, no doubt, doubt about it. And and with with Tom, you know, he's he's uh, yeah one of the characters of the ballpark, but he's just being himself. That's the oh, cool that's thing. Him. I mean, people have that's... asked me before when you talk to him. <laughs> You know, away from, you know, when he's not on, you know, at the beer portable, what's he like? I said, what do you mean? He's That's exactly it. like that. Whether he's sitting in my driveway <laughs> saying, tell Beth and the kids, I just brought home some cannoli from Chicago for you guys. <laughs> or whether I see him at Portillo's and I try and sneak through the drive through maybe and, you know, in between stuff. And it's like. He all of a sudden his head's sticking out the window at the drive-through, <laughs> saying, "I thought that was your voice, Mikey. You're not going to get away without me, you know, and that kind of stuff." That's him. It's genuine. He cares about yes. people, and it's really awesome. It is, yeah. Well, let's talk uh, about tonight and tomorrow. Um, it, we've got fireworks sent down. As far as have you ever done a little research and found out, let's say, average attendance on fireworks nights? Yeah, it still is. You know, obviously we work there and we run it. But when we do the stuff, it is still the number one thing. And mm. people love that. They love the Thursday Thursdays and the Tuesdays and that kind of stuff. And so we know for some people it's like, man, fireworks again. But even with our great season ticket holders, there's so many unique people. So last homestand where we set an all-time attendance record for six games and, and this homestand – Four of the six games have fireworks, but Jim, the people still love it. And last night it didn't go our way. It was 8-4. It might have been the longest game of the year, which a couple years ago would have been an average game time with the pitch clock that we love. Mm -hmm. and, and they were all still there. I mean, they were all still there in the stands to see the fireworks and those kinds of things. So they love it. We know the forecast isn't the best for today and for tomorrow, but there's been so many times over the years that we've said that, and then we've played. We're already over 7,000 tickets sold tonight, so, man, we sure want to play this one. There's a couple hundred regular seats and lawn seats available. Uh, the fireworks guys are ready to go if we play the game and weather cooperates, and then we're back to end this one um, tomorrow at 105 with the tenderloins one more time and post-game autographs. And then we lose a lot of the kids back to college, some of the athletes, the football guys especially, back to high school football and things like that. And so those dreaded three words come into play after Sunday for a lot of people, and that's back to school. And I hate right. those things. But, you know, but we've still got then 12 home games left of huge crowds and, and the playoff push and stuff. And so – we're going to try and celebrate again tonight and tomorrow with the Tenderloins and get the boys out of here to Lansing next week, and hopefully we go up there and keep winning. It's been a really, really fun season. We lost those guys to the promotion. Some of the fans were upset and frustrated, but it's like, hey, guys, we, we, we've reinforced, and, and let's see if we can make this playoff run for the first time since 2017. And as far as the weather, don't let that deter anyone from uh, uh, planning on heading out because – uh, what a lot of teams don't have, they don't have Keith Winter and his groundskeeping staff. They don't, <laughs> and that tarp and everything else. And so we'll just watch it throughout the day. But a, a good thing with, uh, you know, this kind of interview is people will say, well, how do I know? And you're exactly right. One, plan on coming. 
Mm-hmm. Two, if you're not sure with a 635 game, check on the Tin Caps website or any of the social media channels at 530 or 6, those kinds of things. But if it's not an absolute downpour, plan on coming out, grabbing a tenderloin. Hopefully we play, but have some fun and come on out to the ballpark. And we, you know, if we play this one, it's going to be sellout number 12 or 13 on the year. And the fan support's been absolutely a blessing and unbelievable. We're so great that they're back with us like they used to be. It's so cool to be a part of. And as far as the tenderloins, only 1,200 remain. Get them while you can. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) Well, Mike, thank you for joining us. And and thank Mike Maz for... Pinch hitting for you last week uh, did a fantastic job. Was a lot of fun as well. And uh, he's the best, Jimmy. He's the best. He I've is. always described him as one of the most loyal guys that I've ever worked with. He has a heart for this. He loves it. And I got to tell you, I don't know if you, how ratings and all that stuff works for AM radio. It's kind of like us. It can be tough figuring out how many people are tuning in at times. I had so many people say. He did such a great job. We tuned in. It was a different Mike. I said, well, listen, I think Jim only brings in Mike yes, with McCaffrey yeah. and Bronte and myself <laughs> and stuff. But there was so much positivity this week that I wanted to share with you well, and our you. good friend Mike Moz. And so really awesome that he pinch hit. We had a lot of fun. And thank you for the home run call. That was fantastic. Yeah, great. It's come to fruition. That was fantastic. Yeah, Brandon hadn't heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so. everybody should hear that. So I just need to make a point to tell Chris Darby at the team, just once a month when you're looking for social media content, just no words other than just send that out. Make oh, somebody's day. And, and he's even got a granny comes to fruition again. He oh, has yeah. a second home run call somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to find the right technology person that can turn that into my ringtone. <laughs> well, when you find them, send them my way yeah. right after you. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> we love them. Mike, thank you, and we'll see you next Saturday. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. All right, that was Mike Nutter, president of the uh, Hoosier State Tenderloins, Fort Wayne Tin Caps, uh, and before that, the Fort Wayne Wizards. Um, but uh, tell you what, let's hurry up and go to break. And then when we come back, we're going to be talking with uh, professional umpire Taylor Peppel. We're going to do that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Hot dog! It's hot out! I guess what they say is true. These really are the dog days of summer. Fred Grody here from Grody Mitsubishi, and I refuse to roll over in this heat. So this month, I'm cooling things down with one hot dog of a sale. That means right now you can save up to $5,000 on a new Mitsubishi you love. Based on the price of the car you pick, only during my dog days of summer sale. So if your old ride leaves you feeling like you're barking up the wrong tree, bring it to me, and I'll help you save up to $5,000 on a ride you can shake your tail at. But Fred... What if my credit's a little rough? My For the People credit approval process keeps the banks on a short leash. We work like a dog to make the impossible pause But hurry! The dog days of summer won't last long and neither will this sale. I'm positive you won't regret stopping by. I'm Fred Grody and I'm a dealer for the people. Visit me between Lake and State on Coliseum. Get pre-approved at GrodyNation.com. That's GrodyNation.com. Credit requires bank approval. Vehicle purchase price determines actual discount. Offer absolutely expires August 31st, 2023. 
Federated Media is a family-owned multimedia company. We specialize in radio and also content marketing and digital solutions. What makes the work environment so unique is everything is based on family, not only at work, but also at home. We have a lot of fun. We genuinely enjoy being together. Federated Media really feels like home. They're invested in you long before you're even hired. We're focused on results and revenue, but we're also focused on relationships with each other and with the community that we serve. At Federated Media, we're looking for a self-motivated and overachieving account executive who can't wait to talk to clients and prospects. It's easy to get started. Text JOB to 46862 to take the first steps towards a new career. Local businesses need our help more than ever, and this career will give you the opportunity to work alongside local business owners, guide them with their marketing, and make a good living doing it. Text JOB to 46862 today and learn about a career at a company that values integrity, passion, and innovation. Federated Media, where we move People, Federated Media, an equal opportunity employer. Homebound Meals has a desperate need for drivers. Here's what Sharon, who's been delivering for Homebound Meals for over 20 years, has to say. I enjoy delivering the meals and know the importance and peace of mind Homebound Meals provides for not only our clients, but their families to know they are fed and checked on once a day. I also volunteer to ensure Homebound Meals continues so that in the future, if I need the service, it's available. Call Barb at 422-3296 at Homebound Meals for more information and to volunteer. Call 422-3296. 96 today. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Hey! Welcome back to Talking Sports. You always got to wait for the hay. For the, yeah, yeah. You never, never jump on the hay. Yeah, there. Okay. And anyway, welcome back to Talking Sports Power by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday morning, along with Brandon Pogorski, I'm Jim Shovelin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you have a question, comment, opinion, suggestion, do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Put TS in the front of the message, if you will. And we did have a text that came in that says TS. Where's Justin Kenny? And, well, Justin is a man of many, 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 many hats. And uh, he took on another role, obviously, with Caleb and Kenny in the morning, uh, high school coaches show. He has his own 40-hour-a-week-plus job that he does with OPS. Anyway, uh, it, it looked as if he was, uh, well, putting in <laughs> too many hours. So, they said, Jim, put out a an all-points bulletin to try to find someone who could maybe replace Justin. So, Justin's not gone. He will be uh, entering uh, into the uh, the phone lines, of course, and, uh, and giving us uh, expert analysis on high school football and, uh, and, and things of that nature, and uh, seven-on-seven, of which he is so good at as well. And just his general opinions from time to time that you hear on Caleb and Kenny in the morning. But anyway, uh, Justin uh, is, well, sleeping in on Saturdays as much as you can sleep in with a, what, a 13-year-old son and a nine-month-old son. You know, so, yeah, he, he'll get a lot of sleep there. But there, that is where Justin Kenny is. So, wanted to uh, let you know about that. Now, let's go to the... Talking Sports phone line powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union because on that Talking Sports phone line is the 
umpire that has uh, gone into the professional ranks, Mr. Taylor Peppel. Taylor, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you guys? We are great this morning. Uh, just looking uh, looking for some more baseball to talk. And uh, tell us how your umpiring journey got started. Oh, way back when I was like 13, I wasn't good enough to play Little League anymore. <laughs> so I wanted to stay around the game. And um, the Little League in Leo at the time was needing umpires. So at 13, uh, I wanted to stay around the game and start umpiring and made a little money doing it and then fell in love with it. So I did it all through high school, college, and then um, right when I graduated college, and I thought, well, let's give it a shot to try and make a career out of it. So I went to professional school. And what professional school was that? The, was that the Wendelstedt? It was not. It was the other one. It was called the Umpire School at the time. I think they've switched names now. I think it's the Minor League uh, Academy down there in Vero Beach. It, it's still there. It's the same complex. I think they switched names from when I went there. Okay, Taylor, run us through a little bit about what transpires when one goes to umpire school. When I went down, I thought, well, I've been umpiring for about 10 years. I know the game pretty well. And then it was just a complete eye-opener. It's, it's six days a week, Monday through Saturday. You get Sundays off. It's for one month. Starts January right after the new year. Goes right up to Super Bowl Sunday. And um, in the morning, it's all book work from about 8 to noon, field work. So, yeah, six days a week for four weeks and then – the instructors there are all current minor league umpires or major league umpires. So they're doing all the evaluating and giving you feedback and they're obviously evaluating you the whole time. And, um, at the end of that, there's, Oh, roughly when I went, there was about 20 spots open, uh, to get into minor league baseball. And they take the, the best 20 out of that group and send them into rookie ball. Okay. And, and once again, how many, uh, the 20 spots that were open, how many were in this uh, this camp school that uh, that you attended? I think there was about 65 when I went. Okay, and so only only the best or the elite uh, get a shot to go and in further at that point in time. But w was it run more like a, a boot camp scenario, perhaps at times? I would say at times that it probably isn't that intense. It, they get on you for sure. I mean, um, we did have a, a few times where some guys, I would say, goofed off, and they made sure to get on the whole class, and the whole class would pay for that mistake. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so there, there's plenty of conditioning there. Um, they're definitely a lot more personal than, than I would say a drill okay. sergeant. Like <laughs> They're definitely there to help and encourage you. But say if, if, you're, uh, if you don't have the right attitude about it, they'll definitely let you know. Taylor, how many programs have you worked so far already, and, and what levels? Yeah, after school, um, I was not one of the fortunate to get put in minor league baseball. So I went and did a college league out in New York that summer. And then after that, I was fortunate. Um, the Gary Railcats are in the American Association, so I did some fill-in games for them for a couple seasons up there. And then after that, I got married, had kids, and I found out through a buddy of mine that's currently in the game of the there's a minor league substitute umpire program. So if guys are coming through, they either get hurt, 
funeral, wedding, something like that. They'll use a local fill-in guy. So I got on that roster. Um, I think I've done four or five games so far. I got to do a few in the South Bend last year and then Fort Wayne. So any interesting stories that come out of that or anything on the field that maybe you weren't ready for, that, that was just kind of eye-opening, like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm an umpire in professional sports right now. <laughs> Yeah, so there are definitely some rule changes since uh, I went to umpire school. The one that I just uh, did a Fort Wayne 10 caps fill-in, what was it, maybe two weeks ago. And uh, my partner, great guy, he was doing the plate, and uh, he called a balk, and the pitcher turned around. He's like, hey, what did I get called for? And I didn't know exactly what the balk was. And I talked to him after the game, like, hey, what was that balk you called him on? And um, I guess it, it's a new rule with the pitcher, the way he was lined up on the rubber, it looks, if you're, if you're the base runner on third, it looks like he could be in the windup or the stretch the way he was positioned. So he said, it's a rule you have to declare while you're on the mound if you're going from the windup or the stretch, and he didn't declare what he was doing. It's like, oh, this is, this is new. So there's, there's always learning experiences out there. We're talking this morning with Taylor Peppel, a professional umpire. And, Taylor, let's talk about, well, what's become of, let's say, amateur baseball and youth league baseball in, in sports in general. But let, let's kind of uh, specify baseball where we, we've been seeing, you know, viral videos of umpires attacked or, or ending games due to uh, just the, the nasty behavior of not only fans, but players as well, and coaches too. But, you know, what have you seen, and in what are ways to combat that and still try to grow this sport as far as the number of umpires that we, we have on the field? Because if we don't have umpires, we can't play games. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's really unfortunate, especially like you said, amateur baseball has to get to that level. Fortunately, if I can provide any encouragement to any younger kids that want to get an umpiring, I haven't actually had any of those viral incidents like happen to me. I think now with social media and stuff like that, videos go viral pretty quick. And I think sometimes they make it seem commonplace where, oh, if you make a bad call, these parents are going to rush on the field. And which, I mean, obviously it's happened because we see the videos of it, but for the most part, I've had really good experience with players, coaches, parents. I mean, I think one important thing for people to remember is they're competitive. They want to watch their kid win, and there's lines that, unfortunately, people cross that you got to address. But for the most part, it's just some hooting and hollering, and, oh, they thought their kid was safe or shouldn't have strike, struck out. And um but for the most part, it's been nothing but positive. I mean, if I can encourage kids, it's a fun, fun job to get into and earn some extra dollars. Um, yeah, there's nothing better. And how would someone that is aspiring, somebody's listening this morning, maybe uh, maybe a young adult, uh, early 20s, that thinks, oh, I might want to get into umpiring, but I don't know what to do or where to go. Uh, what would be uh, your advice to them? Yeah, I would say just get in touch with your local Little League to start if that's where they wanted to start out at. I know um, when I went to my son's opening day at the Leo Little League, they were searching for umpires and anybody that wanted to umpire that season. So 
your local Little League president, I mean, any of the teams there would know who that is. If somebody wants to go there and just say, hey, who is the president of this league or who controls the umpiring, talk to them. Or I know if they wanted to get into high school, just the IHSAA. Um, but, yeah, there's plenty of local routes. I know um, Wildcat, that's a good area, local program. It's Obviously, there's not, quote, unquote, umpires, but the people who run Wildcat are out there making the calls and then around kids and teaching the game. Mm-hmm. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for uh, waking up early and joining us this morning. Although, father of young children... This isn't early for you, is it? <laughs> oh no, no, I've I've been up since since six. So yeah, this is a, this is midday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on and sharing a little bit of your uh, experiences as an umpire, and uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was Taylor Peppel, uh, professional umpire, done some Midwest League games as well, and uh, anybody that just starts out. And like he said, he started out at, what, about age 13 and uh, goes on, goes to the, the umpiring schools and uh, and gets placed. That's, uh, you know, the, when those that do can get into minor league ball, those that don't can get into upper-level Division One college baseball and uh, Division Three NAIA baseball. And, uh, and still, uh, well, you can, uh, you know, Learn your trade even more, and and make a couple bucks in the in the process as well. Uh, there is a lot of travel, <laughs> no doubt about that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's great, and and we need more people like Taylor Peppel that'll be able to step in and umpire these games. And don't forget, well, like I said earlier, uh, if we don't have umpires, we can't play the games. And I know even as a high school baseball coach, a JV baseball coach, uh, we have had games postponed because there weren't umpires in the past. And, uh, boy, it really stinks, but it is, it's for real. So, uh, you know, and, and you got to defer to varsity first before junior varsity, obviously. And, uh, but if, if there's enough to go around, Hey, that's, that's fantastic. And, uh, I know many people might know the name Dean Jackson, a broadcaster from around the Fort Wayne area. Uh, dipped his toes into the umpiring waters uh, recently this season and ended up doing some uh, college summer league ball and, uh, you know, is uh, is enjoying it. And uh, he's very self-deprecating. But, uh, uh, you know, for somebody like Dean to step up and say, hey, there's a need for this, I'll give it a try. I'll step outside my comfort zone and give it a shot. Hey, that's what it's all about. Tell you what, we're going to go ahead and take a break real quick and then come back and end the show. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports Powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Caleb and Kenny in the morning. The classic Colts fan look of the jersey tucked into the blue jeans. <laughs> <laughs> no jersey should ever be tucked in, ever. Whether it's a football jersey or a hockey sweater or whatever, tucking it in is always a no-no. I don't care if it goes down to your knees. You do not tuck a jersey in, period. Caleb and Kenny, mornings at 7. Hear it all on the 1380 app or download the latest episodes on 1380thefan.com. 
Need quick cash? Look no further than Premier Auto Pawn for financial relief. At Premier Auto Pawn, they understand that life can throw you curveballs. Whether it's medical bills, legal needs, or paying off that sports bet, turn your car, truck, motorcycle, mower, ATV, trailer, or boat into cash within minutes. The process is simple, transparent, and designed to get you the money you need quick. Don't let financial stress wear you down. Visit Premier Auto Pawn today, 918 South Anthony Boulevard. Visit PremierAutoPawn.com, turn your vehicle into quick cash, and regain control of your financial future with Premier Auto Pawn. You want to save money on your AC bill? Turn off the AC. Yeah, that's not going to work unless you have a solar-powered attic fan from Koala Insulation. The smart thermostat turns the fan on when it hits 85 degrees, kicking the hot air out of your attic and keeping it cooler in your house. It costs a lot of money to run your AC, so the more the attic fan runs, the less your AC runs and the more you save. Ask about the 26% federal tax credit and free examination of your attic. Save money and beat the summer heat online at koalainsulation.com. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday, August 5th. Beautiful Saturday morning on tap so far. So if the rain holds off, well, somebody can cut my grass, I guess. Okay. Hey, we'd like to thank Mike Nutter. President of the Fort Wayne Ten Caps, and this week the Hoosier State Tenderloins for joining us this morning. Also Taylor Peppel uh, for jumping on with us too this morning. And uh, thanks to you, the listener, each and every week for tuning in to Talking Sports. We do indeed appreciate it. And uh, thanks to Brandon Pongorski for always keeping it smooth and uh, keeping us on the air. We do indeed appreciate that. So. Uh, but until next week, have a great week, everybody. Hot dog! It's hot out! I guess what they say is true! These really are the dog days of summer! Fred Grody here from Grody Mitsubishi! And I refuse to roll over in this heat! So this month, I'm cooling things down with one hot dog of a sale! That means right now you can save up to $5,000 on a new Mitsubishi you love! Based on the price of the car you pick, only during my dog days of summer sale! So if your old ride leaves you feeling like you're barking up the wrong tree, bring it to me! And I'll help you save up to $5,000 on a ride you can shake your tail at! But Fred, what if my credit's a little rough? My For the People credit approval process keeps the banks on a short leash. We work like a dog to make the impossible pause But hurry! The dog days of summer won't last long and neither will this sale. I'm positive you won't regret stopping by. I'm Fred Grody and I'm a dealer for the people. Visit me between Lake and State on Coliseum. Get pre-approved at GrodyNation.com. That's GrodyNation.com. Credit requires bank approval. Vehicle purchase price determines actual discount. Offer absolutely expires August 31st, 2023. for incredible speed and high-octane fun. The Indy Airstrip Attack returns to Marion, Indiana Airport August 11th and 13th. This fast-paced racing event showcases some of the most powerful cars in the world. Presented by Revolution and Shift Sector. Get details at showmegrandcounty.com. Grant County, Indiana. Classic cool. Indiana Adventure is near. Come to Grant County this year. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. And even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was 
determining that I was going to do it. But I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. For more than a century, AM radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community. In their car, at home, or on the job, more than 80 million listeners depend on AM radio each month. AM radio is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, which keeps us safe in dangerous times. It's reliable, free, and public safety depends on it. Podcasts by Federated Media.